Hello, I'm here with fans. It's Jill Maria. We have an exciting interview with a huge Canadian star, and we are personal fans of Bruce Blaine. He is a well-known Vancouver actor. Um, he's world, he's world and worldwide known. Just the other day, he was being shown in Thailand, and we had noticed that on his social media. And we wanted to pick his brain. We see that he does it all. He's giving back by doing classes to help new and people who've been in the industry for a while. Uh, auditioning 101, and it's online. And ourselves, we are going to take that class. So we wanted to say hi, Bruce, and we're huge fans of you on Riverdale and Once Upon a Time and much more. You know, I'm really good. It's a sunny day in Calgary, Alberta. How about you guys? Oh, it's a little, uh, a little overcast, but it's still uh, palatable. So how have you been being an actor and a teacher throughout this COVID, not being able to be on set? How are you dealing with all of that? Well, there's, there's, there's two aspects to that. One is, the, of course, the financial concerns that everybody has. Uh, fortunately, uh, I qualify for the for the CERB that, mm. that is going on, and, and that has kept me uh, afloat. Uh, the other the other side of it is going crazy. Um, I've always been a fairly um, pretty much a homebody, so I was kind of accustomed to being home alone a lot. But with with the shutdown, there's no more auditions, no more preps, no more classes. Uh, no more nothing, so it does drive me a little nuts. So I turned my energy towards uh, writing, and I've just finished uh, my first feature-length screenplay. I'm very excited about that. Yes, you're doing your own. I love it. Yes, you look amazing. I, I saw that picture on Facebook today with the blue background. Uh, yes, you, you look quite different, actually, in your last pictures. And that was, that was a couple of pounds ago. So I, I was 224. I'm, I'm 205 now. And I'm headed to 195. And if I get greedy, I'll go all the way to 190. So how are you doing this new, this new you and... The fitness, you must be doing a regime. What's What are you doing to get there? Well, I, I started up in early April. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Christine McWilliams, has been um, uh, trying to turn me on to this intermittent fasting idea for three years now. And she finally got me going on it in, in early April. Um, and I was having some success with that. I was sticking to it. And then I thought, all right, well, I better get some exercise. And I started going out and getting some exercise. And then I started training with a personal trainer around the third week of April. And that was hard. <laughs> I was really not accustomed to that. <clears throat> so I managed to stick that up for just three weeks. <clears throat> Pardon me. No worries. Uh, it really kind of opens your eyes to um, the people that you see that look amazing all the time. They're putting that much time into it to look that good. Well, the trainer I was using was Garfield Wilson. Uh, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a Vancouver guy. And, and this guy is, uh, like in this 
I hear you. I, I hear you. That's my trouble spot as well, is the belly, yeah, the sugar. All my life I've had, that, I've had that little belly down there. It's, it's a hard thing. I'm 54, so it's, it's really hard. But when you're 225 and you go down to 195, which is what I'm doing, um, it, it's, I'm going to look very, very different. Yeah, you already do. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what the prom today was? I was... Um, Okay. And, and I saw a clip, and I played a police mechanic, and they had me in a golf shirt, tucked in. Oh, and when, yeah. I on, when I walked on, when I walked into frame to do my scene, I was like, "Oh my God, I'm huge!" And and then I looked back at a couple of clips, particularly you mentioned Riverdale. Um, there's a, a, I think the second episode of Riverdale. I did the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really good to see that. You know, you're not the first person to talk about trying to make a change and a transfer while they're in this COVID period because there's not much else we can do but improve our skills in, in so many manners. Um, I love that you're doing teaching. That's awesome. You have an extensive knowledge of how to be in that room and audition and land those roles. You know, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, Arrow, the pitch, the in between, uh, you've in Riverdale, like and Once Upon a Time, and also Christmas Town. I saw you were Fred Keating, and we had promoted him, and we saw you as the conductor in Christmas Town with uh, Candace Cameron. So that's huge! Like, come on, when you were, so you have a very interesting backstory. Most I have never interviewed any actor that was in South Asia. In Thailand is where you got your start in film. Can, let's in voice acting. Let, let's talk about it. Sure. What do you want to know? I want to know how on earth did you go to Thailand to find your your dreams and get into involved in film? I had no idea they even had an industry for film out there.
Yeah, that's and, a big one. Uh, Eric Roberts and mm-hmm. um, We, you got Eric Roberts. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, and he's super nice. Um, but the, the, the feedback I was getting from them was I was actually pretty good at this, and I could consider um, making a go of it. So hmm. in 2011, I said, I'm out of here. And I packed up my things and came to Vancouver, held bent on uh, making a living in act, as an actor. Six months later, I was uh, making a living. How did you choose where to go within Canada to act? Um, I, uh, well, it was either Vancouver or Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at the markets in both cities. Now, um, Toronto is more film-centric in their production. And I want to work, I prefer to work in film. Uh, Vancouver is more TV-centric. Uh, TV is much more sustainable Film. Uh, once upon a time, for example, I got nine episodes on that. You wouldn't get that kind of um, uh, sustainability from a single uh, role on a film in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You get to work longer. I get that. Your days on working on big TV shows are not short either, right? They're anywhere from eight hours plus. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've worked, uh, you know, lots of 14 or 15 hour days. Oh. Um, yeah, I chose, I chose Vancouver because I liked, um, I, I assumed it would be more uh, consistent, more sustainable. Also, I like Vancouver a lot more than I like Toronto. Sorry to all the people from Toronto, but I've been to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I like Vancouver. I know, I really see that for the States, if we're comparing, it's like Vancouver is L.A. and Toronto is New York, you know, kind of that feel or whatnot. I suppose, yeah, that's a, that's a fair analogy. It's East Coast, West Coast. Um, the weather is nicer, the people are more relaxed. Um, I don't know, this oh, is where I'm at. I'm yeah. here. That's awesome. Well, that's very inspiring for those who are thinking about where to travel next to. So I think I first started noticing you on the screen in the Returned series, which was in 2015, and then in in Supernatural. And I'm a huge fan of Supernatural. Those the, the stars of that show are just like the most handsome Canadian stars ever. Um, <laughs> so you were on that show for a few years. Let's get into Supernatural. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the bartender, Dwight Charles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was my first proper day. And that was a 16 and a half hour day. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> how... Paycheck was also a doozy. <laughs> oh, I bet. Making nothing to... A lot, oh, yeah. Well, back then I had the, uh, I had the long hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long hair and the full beard. And... Um, working with you, I think. Ha, ha, ha. 
Yeah, don't be seen this time. Wow, that's interesting how that, that works sometimes, eh? Yeah, it does. It shows that you have two different roles on the same show. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Um, you're also in I, Zombie. That's a great show as well. That's out in Vancouver. You play that Sunny was, in that. Yeah, that was, that was just a, another bartender. Yeah. Uh, that was just a one-day thing. Uh, you know, really half a day's work, I think. Mm. Uh, Oh, the main lead. Uh, the blonde girl. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember her name. Uh, oh. She was super nice. And she had a boyfriend in the show at the time. And he was, he was the other guy at the scene. That was fun. Wow. I love that show. I think her name's Rose MacGyver. That's, that's it. That's it right there. Yeah. yeah that's actually quite a big show um, for for Canada, I believe. So that's a that's a really good one to be a part of. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Legends of Tomorrow. I want to know a little bit what it's like working on uh, such a big show like that and uh, superheroes and and you know what you saw behind the scenes. Anything you can share with us? Well, uh, there's a couple of seasons ago uh, that was one of the shorter uh, gigs of my career. Uh, I just played a desk sergeant. I can't remember if that was, I think it was before, possibly during when I was on Once Upon a Time, I can't remember. In 2017, uh, uh, it says. You know, somewhere around, yeah, I, I know, but when I shoot it and when it airs, I end up seeing two different things off the times. Um, it was just a short, short scene. I, I worked with mm. most of the cast and everybody was, was nice. Um, I worked with uh, Dominic Purcell, who's in um, Legends of Tomorrow. I also had worked with Dominic Purcell in Malaysia. Wow. Isn't that funny how you, your career kind of goes full circle with the people in yeah. it, eh? Yeah, we got, I, got, I got in the transport van in the morning to uh, go to set, and uh, Dominic jumps in beside me and I go, hey, how you doing? And he, and, and he just sort of said, hi. <laughs> you don't recognize me, do we? <laughs> and he goes, hi, who the hell are you? Probably the last person that he was thinking of seeing. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why he would think I would be there, but there was. Yeah. Um, I'm another another show you were on was Altered Carbon, and that's on Netflix. That's right. that's a wicked show. Wow. I love that show, and I loved it so much. Uh, I got offered a very small role, like maybe two lines. Okay. course yeah yeah they're, they're one of the stricter ones apparently well anthony mackie is pretty is a great actor so it's really cool that you know being canadian and you work with so many projects that come up from the states and that you get to be involved in it it only makes it just more hopeful for other canadian actors to realize you know if if he can do it i can do it and that's what this magazine is all about. You know, we, we support people who have made it, like yourself. But we're also always giving advice back to the people who are looking up to those people they watch every day in the media and on the shows. So, I, yeah. So, so I was just going to say, I don't really consider myself having made it, though. No. I'm still making it. He's still making it, guys. I love how humble you are. You're a working well, actor, though, for sure. I'm, I'm working actor. Yeah. It, 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 on one level, sure. Uh, I pay my bills uh, through acting. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a long ways away from uh, making it. Making it means uh, you look at guys like uh, Mike DuPont. Uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the other? This is true from Alex Potterick. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I know of him. I always reference one of my, his names I don't forget. 
Well, we're very inspired by you, and we think it's great because the example of your career and being good in the room and auditioning, I feel that I want people to be able to look at somebody who ha who that's their strength almost. Just talking with you, it seems like that's one of your strengths as well. So when you teach people auditioning, uh, let's go through what you offer them and how can they reach out to you to be, you know, to learn from you. Uh, okay, what, what do I do in the class that might be different than other places? Well, um, when I first came to Vancouver, I took a number of different classes um, from a number, a, a, a real variety of, uh, of teachers. And some I liked, some I didn't like so much. Um, but what I, what I decided to do going into these classes was no matter how much I got out of it, I was going to get something out of each class. And, and that's what I think students need to remember is just to get something out of a class. Not everything, which is the mistake most students make. So they go to a class and they think uh, the person that's teaching them is God. And what God says goes, and you must do it this way. And I don't like that notion at all. Um, students need to keep themselves open-minded about these, these, these types of things. Now, what do I do in the class? Uh, I focus on both the technical side of things and the performance side of things. Uh, newer students need practice. Yeah. In most cases, 
just portray it with how they want it. It came up in my, uh, when I first started teaching, um, it was something I coined very early on. The, the, the trick to my class was read the words, understand the words, say the words. That's it. Wow. Yeah, and in, in training your brain to know how to do that, even when you're on set and pressure of being on set too, and muscle memory. Wow, so you really go in depth about of uh, your with your students. That's great. Well, it's it's in depth, but it's more about um, I, I, I I shy away from the word from the term in depth because. Mm. It's up to you. <laughs> how to shed all that bullshit that we normally carry around with us in our brains. Yeah. How to shed all that bullshit regarding our ego, uh, how we think other people are perceiving us, how we think other people are judging us. If we can shed all that other bullshit, we can get down to the actual business of, of acting. And, and that's what I do every time I go up for an audition, is I, I strive in that direction. really great advice Bruce thank you for sharing that so if people want to take your class how can they get involved I will be talking. I think you have a lot to offer, especially Canadian talent that's, um, you know, sometimes we're not directed where, where to go, how to learn this stuff if they don't go to school for it. And so I'm really promoting people to train and to work hard during this time when we can't even film anyway. stems into the, my next question about mental health and being an artist and what we go through thinking those things were not enough how do we get there am I good looking enough changing ourselves feeling you know feeling those pressures let's get into that about how is it you cope and deal with the pressure of trying to be the best always you know to get a, a job essentially long personal 
boring story about it. Um, <laughs> let me think how I could word this without, without opening a huge personal can of worms. Um, it's difficult. And it, it, I, 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 honestly, I found myself in um, a familiar trap. Um, most of us are our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it. Um, any issues that you have in your life, any issues that anyone has in their life, it's oftentimes you are being your own worst enemy. Now, sure, there are uh, circumstances like, uh, you know, if, if someone's suffering from depression and, and, and things like that, mm-hmm. um, these are things beyond your control. But most of, the, most of the issues in your life are within your control and attitude-based and, and uh, motivational-based. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, the short story is, up until about the age of 35, uh, I found myself um, seeking validation, constantly seeking validation, which didn't work out so well for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, I won't say why it suddenly went away or suddenly changed. Um, but after uh, 2018, when things started to slow down a little bit for the um, for my demographic here in Vancouver, as far as day players were concerned, um, I started again. I, I found myself falling into this pattern of seeking validation, whether it be for my agent or casting. Um, and I only realized back in, in, in just in the first first of April, I don't need to seek validation from anybody. I need to. I need to. I need to walk into my life with that same. Uh, swagger that I walked into it with back in 2012. Um, this is sort of a roundabout way of answering your question. You're talking about mental health. And it's yeah. just interesting that I only just recently realized something that I had been suffering from, for lack of a better word, not really suffering, just... Going through, to, going through, yeah. Just needed to make a, a note, you know, I needed to make a slight adjustment. Um, but I, I, uh, it, it, looking back at the, the last year, go, oh, that's why I've, ha- I've been sort of shitty. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't been booking as much. Opportunities were down, yes. But I've, I've been kind of shitty about it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I realized it was me, not the industry. It was me. It was my attitude that I was bringing into the room. So uh, I've spent the last uh, couple of months making adjustments mentally for that. Um, that's only because I suppose I, I was able to have a moment of, of self-reflection and go, I don't need that. I, I, I need to get back to the swagger that I once had. I don't know if this sounds ridiculous to the listeners, but... No, not at all. I think uh, Mental Health uh, Awareness Month was really huge uh, across the board in Canada, in Calgary, in Vancouver. People are now talking a lot more about mental health awareness of their own issues to be able to deal with it. And uh, I, I'm a part of a podcast that actually talks about it with stars who've made it in their career, about how they've dealt with it to move forward, because there's a lot of people who are suffering from it that don't know what's going on, and talking about it is the only way to destigmatize it. And it's honestly someone who, if they have depression, which most of us do, um, getting through it and still going to work, you know, it, that's inspiring for others to not let it rule them. So that's right. kind of why I'm talking about it, just kind of stemming from that interest. Yeah. And I know a lot of actors go through so much with feeling, are they good enough? There's, there's, there's a difference between someone suffering with uh, depression, like clinically suffering from depression, and someone... Um, crying because they didn't get a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a huge difference between uh, typical actor psychosis <laughs> or typical actor psychotic episodes and someone who's actually suffering from depression. Um, the, the, the suffering from depression, I don't have experience with because I don't believe I suffer from depression. Do I get depressed from time to time? Sure, but I don't think I suffer from depression. What I suffer from sometimes is, you know, self-pity, lack of self-esteem. 
Well, what is your motivation to keep forward? You just, is it that you love the art so much or, what, yeah, what is it for you? Ignorance. <laughs> okay. Have you ever... amazing thing Bruce <laughs> you're uh, you're quite the funny character I didn't know because we haven't had the chance to really chat for for so long you're very logical and very just straight shooter the way you think I'm sure that's how you are on set and with your relationships with your people so I just see you as a solid guy in your acting it's like I've seen so much of your work without knowing who you were. And then I finally realized who you were once on Riverdale. And I, I think I researched you and then I added you on Facebook. And I thought like, this guy's going to think I'm crazy for adding him or whatnot. But I was that big a fan that I wanted to reach out to you and just, you know, let people know if, if you're looking for a road to go down and to learn a few things from somebody that's doing it now and is still doing it, um, there, you know, you're somebody to watch. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> That's, I encourage people to, uh, to go after, um, and use their brains. Yeah. You know, it's, acting is not rocket science. It's, um, it's really not that difficult a thing to do, but it's also the most difficult thing to do. It's a real contradiction. Well, if you want to learn from Bruce Blaine, who's an actor, director, writer, producer, stunts, and all-around um, logical thinker, uh, definitely hit him up on social media. He's got a great class that's four weeks online. Very, very affordable. Uh, all the casting directors know of Bruce. So, guys, if you're an actor, it'd be great to have that on your resume. So I want to end the, um, the interview with just the voiceover of Blaine uh, acting with AJ uh, uh, I don't think it's AJ in this. I think it's um, uh, yeah, I think it's KJ Appa, but it's Riverdale. It's a scene from Riverdale, and it's got Marcia, I believe, and um, our fallen um, Luke Perry. Uh, yeah. yeah. So working with him must have been just something else from nine oh two one oh, and like let's stop it. Let's ask a question about that. Working with okay. him, how how was that for you? Well, my, my first two episodes, or first three episodes, I can't remember, um, my connection to the show was through Andrew's construction, so Luke Perry's, Luke, Luke, Luke Perry's uh, role of Fred Andrews. Uh, so he was the one I worked with the most. didn't work with him a lot, but what I discovered about him right away, like,
I'm sure he would have. seemed like the team of the show Riverdale is really close and it just broke them all I saw I followed everybody on social media and they just weren't themselves anymore and it really affected the show but I think they're all like making sure his memory is always in there I'm, I'm a huge fan of Robert who created the show he is fantastic working with him must be a dream because he makes a world he's made his own world with like the, the oh, sabrina and all these other shows that he's been been a part of for so long like wow he's, he's been one you definitely have to tag him if you put me up oh we'll be tagging him i'll tag him don't you worry <laughs> shares this. I'm a huge fan of him and the show. Huge.
kind of connect sometimes you know they're probably being very careful with what they're doing with that <laughs> for the future Thank you so much. 